to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 291 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a great weekend. Uh, hope you had a couple great weekends. We took an off week last week. Hope your Labor Day was fantastic. All that good stuff. Here we are, episode 291. Uh, the countdown to 300 is now officially underway. Nine more shows, episode 300. Uh, I've, I've got a couple things that I'm thinking about doing for episode 300. Um, and I'll just lay it out there. I'm thinking... We're going to have some listeners on the show. I'm thinking we're going to reach out to some of the, uh, the the people like Jeff Striegel that have been along for the ride for a long time, the Orange Cone. Um, and we're going to wrap that into the award show and the Lucky Dog Show recap show. Uh, and we are just going to have one mega episode 300. Who knows? 300th episode maybe it'll go three hours i don't know uh what a way to end uh season six the 2022 nascar season uh it'll be big it will be big uh and in the meantime what i'm doing is is if you guys saw i posted last night a giveaway i'm gonna do some giveaways from now up until episode 300 to to celebrate because why not so uh i'll have a winner announced here later tonight during the social media segment so stay tuned for that and we'll get some more giveaways going and all that good stuff without a doubt so anyways let's see what's been going on here uh this past weekend um it was busy. It, it was very busy. Uh, Lindsay and I, we took the trip with Alden up to Mackinac a couple weeks ago, and I, I, we kept telling people, oh, the schedule opens up for us. Things slow down when we get back from Mackinac, which was the end of, uh, end of August, right? And we're now pretty much booked throughout the rest of September. Couple weekends already booked into October. It's it's crazy. You 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 have a kid and you're busier than you've ever been. So which is crazy. It's good. It's fun. Uh, one thing though that I am super pumped about just booked a trip to Philly, and this came up so last minute over Labor Day weekend. Um, my cousin texts me and he goes, "Hey." Uh, the Undertaker, which you guys all know, I am a diehard wrestling fan, is doing a one-man show Friday night, uh, October 7th, I think it is, or 6th, whatever the Friday is there. And he's like, I'm going. Do you want to go? And I'm like, uh, yeah, actually, I kind of do. Long story short, uh, we got meet and greet tickets for The Undertaker's one-man show, and we're going to the pay-per-view WWE Extreme Rules the next night. So that came up out of the blue, which will make things busy and interesting, of course. Then this past weekend, uh, you guys heard me talk about my buddy Zalen, took him out for his 40th birthday. Went and saw some friends Saturday. Was supposed to go to the Lions game and was just burnt out and just chilled on the couch and watched football all day. So I'm not complaining about that. So tons to talk about. 18 winners this season. Uh, what's that mean? I think it's pretty important and, and, and crucial, to be honest with you. And I'll get into that here in just a little bit. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, episode 290 with Dustin Albino from jayski.com. Coming up tonight, I'm excited to get our defending NASCAR 
Truck Series champ Ben Rhodes on. He made it to the next round, so we're going to catch back up with Ben Rhodes. It's been a minute since he's been on. And uh, new on the scene, kind of, if you will, uh, Howie DiSavino uh, running a part-time schedule. Tommy Joe Martins in the Xfinity Series. He's going to make his debut a little later on as well. Got some recaps for you guys, social media, and Aaron Studwell is going to be on. And, yes, we are going to talk some Michigan football because – it's been very interesting these first two weeks for uh, the Maize and Blue. Got your lucky dog lap down picks and, of course, some lap traffic fantasy to close things out. It was crazy last week. Uh, Kevin Harvick uh, messed some things up with his wreck last week and uh, Kyle Bush this week. So it's been an interesting start to the lap traffic fantasy playoffs. So we'll get into all of that. Let's keep things rolling. Let's get Ben Rhodes on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his fifth appearance on the show. He has a win, six top fives, ten top tens this season. He's made it through the next round of the Truck Series, and he is the driver of the number 99 with Thor Sport Racing. And your defending Truck Series champion, welcome back, Ben Rhodes. What's up, man? How are you? Yeah, doing good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm uh, feeling good, even though the intensity is up. Yeah, man, it's, it's, I mean, uh, you know, it was a quiet day in NASCAR today, you know, between uh, the Cup News and Truck Series and the Xfinity Series getting ready to kick things off. Man, it is a great time to be a fan of NASCAR. That is for sure. That is for sure. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of excitement right now. And, you know, the next-gen car uh, breeds that. There's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of schedule changes. And, you know, news is, news is good. Changes are good. I've always been a fan of 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 announcements and changes within the sport um and to see nascar themselves taking so much on this year and and then you know Dell jr's involvement um getting us back to you know a legendary racetrack i think there's a lot of good things going on it's it's all upward trending you know i've 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 talked to to you know my listeners obviously people on social media and you know there's in, in my opinion obviously you, you can find anything to complain about right like that's the easy thing but the, it's also really easy right now to see a lot of positive things within the sport which is which is great getting to new markets new fan bases cross promotions between you know Indy and, and all the other motorsports out there it's like I said it, it's a fun time to be a fan and a part of the sport uh, 2022 has been just an incredible year that I think I think five, 10 years from now, we're going to, we're, we're going to look back at 2022 as, as some things that maybe help shape uh, the future history of the sport can, we'll be able well, to be traced I, back to this year. I feel like. No, I think that's very well put. And I like the optimism, right? I mean, it's easy to look at negatives. It, it can be hard to look at positives sometimes. And, and it's very, I mean, I feel like the positives are, are numerous right now. It's easy to count. And that's a good thing. Absolutely. I'm with you. Um, before we get deep into some into some race and talk, uh, you know, week one of football is in the books. Ben, is, is, is there any fantasy football leagues floating around at Thor Sport? How, how, what's uh, what's fantasy football situation for you? Uh, well, none for me. I actually can honestly say I, I really do not participate or watch really any other sport than racing. But I can tell you that fantasy football is in full swing at Thor Sport because <laughs> come lunchtime, every dude is on their phones checking <laughs> checking everything, how it's going. I hear something about a uh, 
a bunch of money that's up for grabs. There's different challenges. There's all kinds of, they've got a very healthy culture going Excellent. on right now. And <laughs> fantasy football is, is right in the center of it. Yes. Oh, that's great, man. Um, all right. Let's the, the season for you, uh, pretty much started off where things ended for you last year, open the season, five top fives and a win through the first six races. Um, you know, the, the mid pack of the truck season, uh, you know, from a, a numbers perspective, looked like there was a little bit of a struggle there, but you know, from, from your perspective, you know what's what's what was the regular season like for you and, and your guys yeah well we feasted early and then it's been famine kind of kind of since then um i think you know there's a couple of races that you can look back on in the regular season and then one in the playoffs so far that that have been good for us and uh the one in the playoffs was was irp uh, that short, flat track that is kind of similar to Phoenix in some regard. Uh, I, I think we did really, really well there considering my, my early race penalty. I was able to come back from that and still get a second place. I think we, we passed more trucks than anybody else uh, that day. And, you know, everybody talked about how hard it is to pass at IRP, and we somehow passed, it seemed like a billion of them. So, uh, you know, that's one that stands out in my mind. But from there, you have to jump back a long, long way back to – Almost uh, there's there's one in there, but I know the one that comes to my mind obviously is Bristol Dirt, and you can kind of count that race and then kind of see our trend go down. Um, and I don't know why that is. There's a lot of work being done behind the scenes. I can tell you, meet, meetings are being had, uh, notes are being shared, and there's a lot of stuff going on that that we're trying to um, I don't know pull from and and, and get better at. Um, but it's not from a lack of effort. It's not from a lack of of people or funding or or any of that we've got all the resources sometimes it's just putting those puzzle pieces together and it's funny you know i was talking to my teammate matt crafton about this and uh he had a really good analogy that was similar He, he was talking about how you know you can think that you know you're running the same setup as a teammate right like you we can we can share the same information but if one or two things are different well you know, you're not actually running the same setup. Um, so we're trying to have as much um, openness as possible. And we've had that for years, but, you know, depending on how some people take notes and how we take notes, we're just trying to make sure that communication is 100% open. Not that it hasn't been, but um, we're do- we're literally doing everything we can to figure out where, where our speed is at as a whole. Um, and I feel like, you know, if you look around in the garage and you take inventory of, uh, team versus team versus team on who has the best communication. I really feel like Thor Sports right up there at the top. So it's not from a lack of effort, not from you know anything we're doing wrong intentionally. Um, we're just got to find that speed that we're missing, and that comes and goes, right? You see it, it flows and it ebbs and flows in the sport. Absolutely. Uh, one one year a team is just absolutely dominating. The next year something has changed and you've got to catch up and that's just how it goes. And right now we were kicking butt to start the year. Wow. <laughs> Our competition got a little better and now we're trying to find that speed. And I'm, I, my crew chief feels good about Bristol. I feel good about it. So fingers crossed for a good start to this round of eight. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned Bristol. I mean, just iconic. Uh, it, it's, it has to be a part of the playoffs. Uh, it, you know, f- without a doubt uh you you mentioned the spring race bristol you picked up the win there on the dirt uh it's a thursday night truck playoff race i mean i'm jacked for that um you know, there, there's so much talk around Bristol and the Bristol dirt. Uh, I mean, obviously you won there, which is which is, is automatically probably going to put it in the in the favorite column there. But, you know, are you, are you a fan of running 
dirt Bristol or, or would, you know, with all of the schedule changes and things like that, would you rather see them take that race somewhere else? Well, I'm going to level with you and tell you that I, I hated dirt the moment <laughs> I got on it in uh, the truck series. But, you know, that was Eldora. That was Knoxville. The, the thing that I found that was that was special about Bristol was just the, the intense banking. I think with these 3,400-pound race trucks, these really skinny tires, you have to have banking in order for us to put on a good race. And I think by all accounts, the Bristol dirt race for the truck series was, was a very good race. There was a lot of passing. I mean, I remember us being three wide in the pack, yeah. trying to make our way back through the field at times. That's You don't see three wide at Bristol very, very rarely if it's concrete, but you got three wide at Bristol on dirt. So I've got a second place there. I've got a win there now on dirt. I don't have very good finishes on the concrete. So yeah, I'm a fan of <laughs> Bristol dirt. They can keep it. I hated the dirt before Bristol and I love Bristol now. And yeah, it's, it's a whole jump up bag of emotions. That's great, man. Maybe they can go bring in some yards of dirt for by Thursday night for you. <laughs> they can put dirt on all the tracks right now. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, you know, you mentioned Matt Crafton, uh, obviously a veteran uh, in the sport, Johnny Sauter. Uh, you know, eventually these guys are, are, are going to have to hang it up at some point in time. I would see, uh, it's, it's, it's great to see someone like yourself. That's, that's been around, that's been with Thor, uh, as, as long as you have, um, you know, do, do you feel any added responsibility yourself for like, for you guys like Grant Amfinger that have, that have been around the truck series, as long as you have as, as kind of that new, uh, veteran, uh, that these younger guys can look up to as they're making their way throughout the, the, the sport. You know, I, I, I kind of have a hard time putting myself in that category cause it's gone by so fast. Uh, it sneaks up on you. That's for sure. sure. And I don't feel any real responsibility or, or, um, I don't know, like obligation, I guess, to go out and try to help the young guys. And maybe that sounds bad, right? But here, here's why I, I just, I just try to focus on my own team and my own deal. And if people want to come around, if these drivers want to come around and ask and have questions, Oh, I'm more than happy, happy to help. Sure. Um, you know, like, for example, I do the rookie meeting pretty much every week uh, with NASCAR. So, you know, I give whatever feedback that I can, any information that I can. Um, hardly ever does anybody have a question. Actually, actually never have they had a question <laughs> this year. So oh. if the rookies have questions, they can come bring them to me. and I'll <laughs> gladly answer. But, you know, so I have I guess I haven't felt an obligation just because nobody's really sure. Um, said anything and, and and i don't feel a reason for me to go out of my way and lose my focus to yeah you try to help to somebody them. who doesn't want the advice or, or the help to begin with sure. i suppose no i'm with you I, i'm with you there um you know i i get it's kind of this is kind of a cliche question so I'll, I, I apologize about that but you know from from a playoff perspective you know uh you made it to the next round uh, just knowing that Talladega is in this round, is that any added extra pressure, any added extra, you know, oomph behind going and trying to get the win this weekend at Bristol so that you don't have to worry about the Talladega super speedway? No, I like it. Uh, I like it actually. I, I like the, um, adversity that it can bring. I, you know, I might be eating my words here, but I feel like it's a good addition to the playoffs. And some people will say, oh, well, that's not really fair. You know, luck plays such a role at Talladega. You may not be able to see the true outcome of who's champion or not. Well, I don't know if I believe in all that. You go to Bristol and 
I think Bristol is going to be the most important race of the year simply because you have to set yourself up in a good points position or a win by the time you leave Bristol. And if you do that and you have a decent race at Talladega, you should be able to go to Homestead and just be fine. You know, like you can point your way in at that point. Um, Or if you win, you know, more power to you. But I like the adversity, the challenge that that Talladega brings. It doesn't get me, um, you know, mentally taxed in any way it doesn't it doesn't upset me at all actually i feel more relaxed because it's in the playoffs sure um i I just find it so something soothing about it even though that i've had a lot of bad races and some of my worst wrecks in my career at talladega there's just something soothing to me knowing that everybody has the exact same challenge ahead of them and you don't have to rely 100 percent on just pure raw speed you can go there and luck plays a factor in it, but you can also be really, really smart and outsmart your competition. If you're careful about it. Ah, man, what a great response. I love that. You know, I, I'm torn. I go back and forth. Like, you know, obviously super speedways, it's, it's part of our sport. Uh, it's represented in the regular season. Uh, so I get the argument that it should be represented in the playoffs as well. And yeah, I mean, that, that's a great perspective for everyone out there. I, I love the way you phrase that, man. Uh, who do you got on the truck this week, man? We got Ohio Logistics. We just announced them today. Uh, they're they're an Ohio-based company, company, obviously, with, with their name. And to us, it just seemed like a natural fit, right? Like they were getting into the sport and, you know, well, who would you go with? Well, obviously, the Ohio-based team. So, sure, absolutely. So it's, it's definitely a natural fit. And, you know, for them to come on in the playoffs, I think, is rather special, uh, especially for, for Bristol, which I just mentioned, I think is – the most important race of the year. So they've got a lot of, um, they've got a lot of excitement to look forward to this Thursday night. I I can tell you, um, I'm not nervous, but I'm anxious. And I think the excitement that I feel and my whole team feels, I hopefully, hopefully they can kind of, I don't know, latch onto that a little bit and, 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 you know, immediately feel like they're part of a team like that emotion can really run over sometimes. And when you're new, you're new and you're on board with the team. I know how that can be. Sometimes you, you feel like um, maybe you're just getting situated, but when there's a lot of emotion involved, it, it feels like it can be a, a lot quicker progress. Just to become one of the guys, one of the, you know, just to become one in the same. And sure. I, hopefully that emotion can show through on the TV and, and all their associates and partners and employees can, can feel the excitement as well, because I know this is going to be a really big deal for them as it is for us. That's cool, man. I, I, I love I love the hands-on feel, the, the the connection that you feel back to your sponsors. That's that's so cool, man. Um, where can everybody follow you on social media, Ben? Yeah, so, well, number one, my, my website, benroads.com. Uh, ben Rhodes on Twitter, Ben Rhodes on Facebook, uh, the same on Instagram. Um, just don't just don't um, get really angry at the Ben Rhodes politics guy and start tagging <laughs> me. That happens all day long. So if you got complaints for him, tag the other Ben Rhodes. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Uh, Lab Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Ben Rhodes for coming back on the show. Ben, it was great to catch up with you. Best of luck this week, the rest of the playoffs, and definitely rooting for you defending that championship, man. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Talk to you soon, man. Yep. See ya. Oh, Lab Traffic Nation, great to catch back up with Ben Rhodes, and uh, let's keep things going here.
All right, let's do just a couple quick recaps here from this past weekend at Kansas. John Hunter Nemechek going out there and doing what I expected him to do most of the season, which is just dominate. I mean, just flat out put out a clinic. Granted, you know, it, it looks really good on paper because uh, he swept both stages and picked up the win. Uh, but that was with a last lap pass, which was pretty cool to see. Um, I, I'm surprised that this was just uh john hunter's second win of the season but hey came at the right time in the playoffs uh got him through to the next round no question uh great showing out of ryan priest great showing out of zane smith grant enfinger uh pretty solid run by all of our playoff drivers to be honest with you um you know unfortunately uh, Carson Hosevar, Matt Crafton didn't make the cut. Um, you know, Crafton struggling a lot as of late. I mean, really, since his uh, championship back in 2019, it's been a struggle to get things going there. Um, curious to see how much longer. I mean, he's just been such a veteran and an integral part of the truck series for so many years. Um Curious what he does when he finally does decide to hang it up. You know, is he is he going to, you know, go to the broadcast side of things? Is he going to go to the team side of things? Or is he just going to be like, hey, you know what? I've been doing this for it's got to at least be 20 years. Right. Uh, and, and just go hang it up. Relax with family. You know, and I'm. You know, hate to see someone like that go because, you know, like I said, he's, he's just been such a crucial part of the truck series. You know, and maybe guys like Ben Rhodes, Grant Enfinger, uh, you know, are, are they going to be our just diehard truck series guys? Are they going to be the new Johnny Sauter, Matt Crafton, so to speak? It, that's that's going to be fun to watch develop who our next group of guys like that are. Um, I know I'm looking forward to it. That's for sure. Uh, Noah Gregson. Over in the Xfinity series, uh, picking up win at number five on the season, uh, which is which is cool. Justin Allgaier doing his thing, just being consistent. That's that. I mean, Justin Allgaier. I mean, what's he got here? How many wins does he have this season? He's got three wins, uh, and he just kind of sneaks them in, like out of the blue. All of a sudden, oh, Justin Allgaier. Well, of course, Justin Allgaier picked up a win, but it he just kind of slides in there. He takes advantage. I think Justin Allgaier is one of the best in the Xfinity series, uh, taking advantage of other people's mistakes, keeping it clean, and just always being in position to possibly go out there and get one. Don't get me wrong. He'll have his moments where he's just dominating. But for the most part, uh, you know, he, he, he lingers around there, top 10, top five, and then just boom. Kind of like Kevin Harvick back when he was, quote, unquote, the closer, if you will. It's just like, boom, all of a sudden there he is, uh, Justin Allgaier with a, with a P2 there. Uh, Ty Gibbs doing good things. Dingers up there. So it is going to be very interesting to see here how things shape up this Friday night when these guys go to Bristol. Oh, and speaking of Bristol, the truck race. We got a truck race Thursday night. I love midweek truck races at night. So I'm very pumped for that one. Uh, and then, of course, we've got the Xfinity race Friday night. And don't forget, Jeremy Clements picking up the win a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's outside the top 12. So right now, uh, we've got a battle between Ryan Sieg, Landon Castle, uh, as we head into the last race of the regular season for the Xfinity Series at Bristol. Uh, I love... 
you know, I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago with the Cup guys and the Daytona being the last race of the regular season for the Cup side of things. It just makes sense. Well, how much more sense? I mean, if you had to pick the next best track to maybe end the regular season, it's Bristol. Uh, so I love the fact that the Xfinity Series is ending their regular season at Bristol. Uh, is someone else going to maybe play spoiler? I mean, I could see Brandon Brown, Sheldon Creed going out there who are outside looking in right now, picking up a win. So there, there is definitely a battle. Daniel Hemrick, I think, is pretty much safe to get into the playoffs. What's he going to do, our defending champ, once he gets there? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to find out. But Ryan Sieg, Landon Castle... Uh, are, are, are going to have to have a battle uh, each other there to see who is going to get that last playoff spot, which is cool. Uh, I am excited that we finally have a playoff battle to talk about because I feel like we've missed that in the Xfinity series. So for me, I'm pumped. I can't wait to see how the Xfinity series regular season uh, comes to a close Friday night at Bristol. And then, oh my God, the cup. What, what a week. I mean, you got Kevin Harvick earlier this week going out there on Twitter, just kind of stirring the pot a little bit, which I absolutely loved. I mean, just going out there doing Kevin Harvick things. We haven't seen that side of Kevin Harvick in a minute, which I loved. Uh, you had Kyle Busch trolling Adam Stern when he Adam Stern comes out on Twitter and says, you know, it's basically a done deal. Kyle Busch, RCR. And Kyle goes and responds like, of course he would. Like, what other driver would do that but Kyle Busch, which I love. I think that's fantastic that he goes out there and trolled him in that fashion. You know, not, you know, I mean, I like what Adam Stern does. He, he is a very reliable source. Um, you know, he, he definitely has some people leaking stuff to him. There's no doubt about that, whether this is true or not. But just in general, Adam normally comes out with very accurate information. Uh, but I just love that Kyle went and trolled him. And then, you know, now you've got Kevin Harvick in a must-win situation. As far as I am concerned, he's in 16th place. Uh, I mean, he's got... It, it's it's impossible basically to point his way in. He's got to go out there and win. Now he can win at Bristol. He has won at Bristol, uh, and it's just a bummer because it looked like that team was was heating up. Uh, they they had a good run going at Kansas. They had a good run going at Darlington. You know, and hey, it, it's 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 racing, right? Situations beyond some of uh, driver and team control there coming into play. But after coming off back-to-back -back wins, something we didn't think we were going to see out of the four car uh, this season, uh, I didn't expect them to necessarily go win a championship. Uh, but I definitely expected them to get past the round of twelve for sure. Uh, but curious to see what all goes on there and uh all of that i if if and i'm obviously doing this on monday here parts of the show um so i'll i'll bring up what kyle bush says later on in the show but if it is rcr i i'm kind of stunned in that i i would think kyle bush wants to go win and win now and rcr is not competing week in week out kyle bush is on the tail end of his career uh, so I'm, I'm wondering what's going to make it lucrative for him to go to an RCR type uh, place. And maybe it's all sponsorship. Maybe it's, hey, you know, <clears throat> he's going to go chase down the sponsors. You know, I, I have no idea 
Very curious on that side of things. And then lastly, I just want to touch on Bubba's win. Uh, Bubba obviously catches a lot of heat on social media and from the fans. It's a it's a love-hate uh, relationship there, no doubt. And so for me, you know, Bubba has the win last year, Talladega, right? You know, w- when you win, if your first win or if your only well, if it's your only win, it's obviously your first win. Is that a plate race? You know, okay, great, you've got your win. But when are you gonna go win on the intermediate, so to speak? Because that's what most of our seasons is is composed of. And anybody can go out there, quote unquote, and win at Talladega, win at Daytona, right place, right time, kind of thing. So for Bubba Wallace to go out during the playoffs as a and and, and to pick up that win. Uh, that to me, that is a, that's, that's a big, big statement, uh, from that team. Uh, just absolutely a huge, huge, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than a, than a, than a statement, you know, to, to go out there and do that up front all day, uh, you know, fifth stage one, fourth stage two and the win. And I mean, they, they went out there and, and got it done, which is very, very impressive. And, and to me, I think that's, that's all right. They're, they're the deal. They're the real deal. Now, now can they keep it up? So, uh, I- incredible 18 winners, three new winners for 2022. The last three races, uh, to me, I mean, that's, that's incredible. Uh, if that can stay the course for years into the future, uh, we've got a lot to look forward to as a fan base. Now, as as teams get to learn this new car, uh, you know, obviously that will set some some things up. You know, maybe we'll get a few more four or five race winners here and there. But 18 winners, man, this this was something. This was a special season here, regardless of what happens the 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 rest of the way. These last seven or eight races. This is a very special season, one that will go down in the history books, no doubt. So, all right. I think that was long-winded enough. Uh, let's let's move on, shall we? All right, let's do a little lap traffic social media. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, The Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. You've if you've made it this far into the show, leave a review. Tell your friends they can listen on their favorite podcast hosting site. Uh, make sure you're checking out at Atlanta Racing and at the Throwback brand there may be some hats coming out that's all i'm saying uh as part of the giveaways as we get closer to episode 300 and right now i've got the winner of the lap traffic pies pies prize pack which included a lap traffic t-shirt travel mug uh koozies and some nascar contingency stickers which are awesome i love throwing stickers on the garage fridge all that good stuff uh so congratulations to uh between underscore underscore wait hold on let me see what is this here uh btwn underscore the underscore devils uh guessing a uh devils fan as well as a chase elliott fan from uh philly pa i'll be in philly in a couple weeks very cool uh so shoot me a dm uh with your address and all that good stuff and i will get this prize pack out to you 
We got some new followers to shout out. Jimmy at Diane Bubba 09, dirt racing late model fan from North Carolina. Uh, Chase Car 07 at Mean Bean 969, Chase Elliott fan. Shane Kirk at Daddy of Two Kiddos, NASCAR fan from Kentucky. Mark Matthews at Mark MXC, big NASCAR fan. Welcome to the show, everyone. Tell your friends to check it out. And don't forget, I got free stickers and koozies. All you have to do is fill out the contact page on the website, thelattrafficpodcast.com, and I will get those out to you for free. All right, let's see here. Well, normally, uh, this is where uh, Aaron Studwell would be coming on, but uh, he will be here uh, in a little bit. Uh, first, we're going to welcome newcomer to the show, uh, Howie D. Savino. Let's, uh, let's talk to Howie and get his 411. All right, Lamp Traffic Nation joining me on his line, making his debut on the show. He is the driver of the 44 with Alpha Prime with Tommy Joe Martins. He was on the track this pack weekend at Kansas. Welcome to the show, Howie DeSavino. Howie, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm awesome, man. Thanks for coming on and, and making your debut. Hopefully this is the first of, of many appearances on the show. Um, listen, man, you've got an interesting start uh, in racing. Uh, you know, it was a unique background for you. Uh, not your traditional entrance into the sport. You've got a, a family farming background, all that. Uh, tell the listeners a little bit about, you know, your background outside of racing. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, when I was four years old, we moved on to a 90 acre farm. And, uh, just with that being said, uh, you know, there, there was a lot of cold winters that we were out there feeding the animals and trying to grow crops and during the summer. So, uh, a lot of my time was taken up by, you know, driving vehicles around the, the farm. And that's what really sparked my interest into getting into the racing world. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just with that being said, I mean, I, I drove anything with four wheels, two wheels. Uh, if I could drive anything with no wheels, I would do it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that that's just the way that I grew up. What uh, you was was farming in the fit like is that part of the family genes there to because uh, i mean not too many people are buying 90 acre farms and, and and running crops and all that kind of stuff so is, is that part of the the family genealogy there if you will not at all actually my mom just wanted to start a farm uh while she was raising us kids um so uh that's what we did and and, awesome. and we helped out that's very cool um your first race was at Richmond, 13 years old. Uh, basically, you went from going to your first race seven years later uh, in the Xfinity Series. You know, talk about, uh, you know, what what sparked the, the first race car that you got or, or strapping in through, uh, you know, racing on Saturday at Kansas. Yeah, so, you know, when I went to Richmond Raceway, they had these small cars, uh, arena racing uh, which is unfortunately not a thing anymore. And um, I've heard about it before, and we went and watched a few races and whatnot. And next thing you know, we uh, we bought our own car, and we started racing in the arena racing. Then we moved straight from that to Southside Speedway into late models. So it was kind of a fast-paced uh, – it's been fast-paced my whole career, um, You know, especially starting at such a late age at 13 years old. You have to prove yourself, and you have to go quicker than what most – most kids can, you know, they can stay in go karts for a little while, and then uh, and then move up. Unfortunately, I didn't have that time if I wanted to make it to NASCAR. So, uh, was it you and your dad working on the car? Like, what, uh, you know, how 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 were, you know, were, were you able to find sponsors and all that? Is you know, kind of having a late start, if you will. 
Yeah, you know, so my pops and I, we did work on the car. Uh, we didn't really know what we were doing, but we just did the best that we could. Sure. And then, and then the next year, we wanted to be even more competitive. So we, we got someone else to set up our car for us, and, and we were learning along the way. Um, it's kind of been that whole way my whole career, you know, moving from our Reno cars to late models. We don't really know anything about it. So we had to lean on other people, other people's knowledge to help us out. So uh, just just with that, you know, we we did have we were able to get sponsorships uh, in my first few years and whatnot. But uh, we huge. we didn't That's really. Awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, how, how, uh, you, you run in part-time with Tommy Joe. How'd you guys get hooked up? Through Austin Terrio. So Austin Terrio, I met him about three years ago at Myrtle Beach Speedway. And, uh, ever since that day, he's, he became my manager. So, um, he, he manages my whole career. He hooked me up with, you know, Jordan Anderson racing for the truck series, went wrong with ARCA. And, uh, and now Tommy Joe Martin's in Alpha Fire Racing with uh, Xfinity. That's so cool, man. Uh, Tommy, you know, he's been uh, a veteran in the sport, both driver, owner. Uh, I know he does a lot with BJ and, and all of that. They, they really put together a kind of, I don't want to say like a Venturini type thing in the Arca series because I think they're, they're, their strategy is a little bit different, but they really give, you know, guys like you that opportunity to go out there and, and get your, get your names out there, which is, which is awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, especially with the cars that we're in, I mean, we are in fast cars and unfortunately, you know, some weekends like this past weekend, we don't have the results that we wanted. Um, but we do have fast cars. Absolutely. Well, you, you know, and you mentioned Jordan Anderson. I mean, he's kind of the same way now. You know, he was such a he was always just that single car team by himself out there. And, and he's now starting to, to expand out with with different people in the seat, which was awesome. Uh, you ran what I think five races uh, with him last year. Uh, how cool was that to be able to go out there? You know, your your first truck race at Richmond. Yeah, you know, uh, that was a pretty neat experience. Uh, being able to say that when I was eight years old to have role to be going there and then finally race there myself for my first NASCAR race. That's, um, that's so cool, man. <laughs> and Richmond's exactly, a great right? track. <laughs> and unfortunately, a lot, a lot of bad stuff happened, like radio communications, and then the, for the last 50 laps, the power steering went out. But we, we still finished the race, and um, – and, you know, we couldn't be, be prouder of that result right there. Absolutely. So uh, this past weekend, Kansas, obviously rain-shortened race, uh, probably threw a damper in things for you a little bit. But uh, I think this was your third start this year in the Xfinity Series. You know, it, it's hard, right, to, you know, so, you know, intermittent things. It's hard to get in a groove, hard to get in a pattern. Uh, what, was, what was your race prep like going into this, and, and how was the weekend for you? Yeah, you know, the race prep is pretty simple and easy. You know, I, I train every single day with uh, Fit Stop Performance with Hunter Smith. Um, so, you know, I, I train with him every single day. And on top of that, you know, I have a bunch of meetings with what we got to get done with my driving coach, with driver, with driver Fine, Joey Coulter. Um, Austin Terrio, I lean a lot on him. Uh, Tommy Joe Martins, and uh, I do a lot of iRacing. Uh, leaning up to the you know, the, the, the race, you know, I, I've never been to a mile and a half in an Xfinity car. So the first few laps was a little sketchy just cause I, I really have never been that fast in an Xfinity car. Plus they're really heavy and, uh, you just don't expect much of it. Right. I, I'm a short track driver. So that's what I'm used to. And, um, you know, so 
from practice qualifying, they said, hey, we, we got to pick up a second if we, if we want to make, make the show. I said, all right. So I just sailed it off in the corner and we've qualified 25th. And uh, as, as the race started, you know, we were super tight in stage one. We could not get anything done in stage one. We came in for a pit stop. We loosened the car up and, and that was the, the magic right there. We started passing cars and uh, getting up towards the, the 20th position. And, and then, you know, strategy came out. Uh, as the rain was was coming uh, to where some guys pitted and they were a- able to get around us and with four laps to go, uh, we put four tires on, so we really couldn't do too much. So unfortunately, we finished P28, but we were running probably uh, 20th lap times. So uh, kind of an unfortunate day for us, but it was a good points day for the 44. So uh, just kind of be happier to be able to say that, you know, I ran a mile and a half. Absolutely. You know, it, it's – it's seat time. All of that is, is just so critical. Uh, and, and being out there showing what you can do and, you know, to be able to keep it clean and do that. I mean, that, that alone is, is, is such an impressive feat for, uh, you know, in my opinion, for someone getting out there and, and getting started in, you know, the, the upper echelon, if you will, for, from the NASCAR series perspective. Um, what, uh, what's, what's next? Will we see you back out on the track at all in, uh, 2022? Yes, you will. I'll be at uh, Talladega and also uh, Martinsville again. So, um, pretty two the the two stellar races, and we can win. So uh, at Talladega, so uh, that's that's one deal that you know I'm super excited about. We just got to stay out of all the 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 mess that everyone else wants to make. So uh, super excited about it, you know, uh, and just looking forward to figuring out what we're going to do next year. That's awesome. Well, you know, you mentioned Martinsville. Uh, that's where you made your Xfinity debut at earlier this year. Uh, started 22nd. So, I mean, you, like you said, you're a short track guy uh, to go out there and, and get a 22nd start position. That That's awesome. Uh, you had a drive shaft issue there that resulted in a 36th place finish. So, uh, I'm, I'm guessing Martinsville's been circled for you on the calendar since uh, since early spring here. Yeah, ever since we left at that place, I've been ready to go back. So uh, <laughs> I bet. I'm ready. I bet. Um, all right. So uh, you mentioned next year. Uh, I know trying to get some more Xfinity races. Uh, obviously, the goal uh, getting into the Cup Series. Uh, you know, can can you shed some light on what po- potential rides and and what things are going to look like for you next year? Yeah, you know uh, the, the the biggest the biggest deal that we're fighting with right now is, is funding. You know, I, I'm not one of those guys that you know has a uh, grandpa's money or grand or, sure. or dad's money. <laughs> I hear you. So uh, I have to find all that by myself. Um, so it, it's kind of hard to run my own business, and also on top of that, try to be successful as a race car driver as well, right? Um, just, so I would have to say, you know the. We would. I'll be able to answer that question when we have funding, and when and when we're able to fully say, you know, oh, we're doing a, a full season in Xfinity, or we're gonna do a half season and a few Cup starts. You know, uh, either option is great. You know, I, I I'm not opposed to jumping back down to the Truck Series. Um, as long as we're in the NASCAR series, that's all that matters to me. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, hell we've seen, look at, uh, you know, John Hunter, 
uh, in the in the cup and 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 drops down to to the truck series and you know wins competing for championship and, and we'll probably see him in an even more competitive car uh, down the road there. So hey, what, like you said, whatever keeps you in the seat on the TV at the track Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night is is awesome, man. That's that's great. Um, looking forward to uh, keeping an eye on you and your career as things progress for you. Uh, where can everybody keep up with you on social media? You, pretty much all my social media handles are the exact same. It's just Howie D. Savino. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, you can find me on there oh tiktok so i just broke into the tiktok side of things uh it is that's a whole different world than twitter man i can send a tweet all day long but now i'm trying to get creative on the video side of things that's that's definitely uh different world there man (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah oh that's great well listen man thanks for hopping on thanks for coming on the show appreciate you uh look forward to talking with you again uh best of luck at martinsville and talladega and and we'll talk to you soon man Alrighty, thank you for having me on the show thanks man we'll talk to you later thank you all right, Lab Traffic Nation. There you have Howie D. Savino. Great to have him on the show for his first appearance. Okay, now back to our regularly scheduled program. Let's get Aaron Studwell back on. All right, Lab Traffic Nation. Hail to the victors, valiant. Hail. Yes, Michigan with a very, very hard-earned win this past weekend. <laughs> and here to talk about that and NASCAR, Kyle Busch, weather, is mr aaron studwell sir good evening how are you hail to the victor's valiant good evening sir i'm doing well and yourself i am good because i did not take the spread for the game and only took it for the quarter and the first half because i knew better (laughs) yes yes I will say, and I can't remember the kid's name, the third string quarterback. I yeah, feel pretty good too. He did. You the the I so I made five bets on the Michigan game and I won four out of five. Uh, so the bet on on time start was the right. your losing bet. <laughs> right? No. The the bet I lost, and I knew this one was going to it it, it was gonna be close. Uh, because just like, you know, they, they, they rotated everybody in. So it needed to happen in the first half. It almost did. Uh, I took uh, Blake Corum's uh, rushing yards over 112, um, and he got to 88. Because I knew, you know, once they opened that thing up, you know, th- they weren't going to use him that much. They didn't. Right. You know, I was hoping he was going to maybe break, uh, you know, two – 230, 45 yarders in the first half with then, you know, some 10s and 12s mixed in there. Uh, it almost hit, but that's all right. We, uh, we, d- we did well the rest of the day. So Yeah, you, you, can, you can live with that. Yes, um, I'll take it. So, uh, so far, you know, if we just a, a quick recap based on our picks for Michigan, everything's uh, obviously gone as predicted thus far. And not to uh, put the cart before the horse, but some of the, uh, you know, uh, challenge games, if you will, that are coming up on the schedule uh, don't look uh, maybe as as challenging at the moment but uh no, you know, we'll, i would agree with that we'll, we'll see what happens when we get there yeah that was you know we didn't have a chance to talk about it the i was 
the Iowa for me the Iowa game or the Iowa matchup is going to be the one that may underwhelm compared to where we thought maybe last month. Sure. Yeah. No. That's, that's and what you know, I was talking. That's that was what I was <laughs> indirectly. That's the one you circled on. Yeah, that's the one you circled on the calendar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was because I was watching. I was watching the Michigan game and it's like, oh yeah, it's three three Iowa South Dakota State. Like, oh okay, slow start. And I see the final seven three. I'm like, wait a minute. I know it was three three earlier. You go look at this box score. Two safeties in the second half. Yeah. I'm like, so at one point, ending the third quarter, it was five to three. Yeah. Really? Oh. Really, guys? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Against yeah, an FCS that's, team. That is. Uh, that that's rough. That is rough. Uh, you know, Alabama, they, they snuck past one through, um, yep. you know, Notre Dame is Notre Dame. Um, it's, and we it's specifically called them out earlier. I mean, to say they're overrated. Yes. Yep. Uh, and then, there was one other thing I was going to bring up. Oh, MSU. They're, uh, you know, questionable. <laughs> they're questionable. Yeah. They're questionable. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh it's so Michigan is going to continue to roll on with 40 looking at right now 47 and a half point favorites over UConn. Yep. Over under is 59 and a half. Um so I might consider that one. I am going to make the exact same four bets this weekend no. that I placed last weekend. <laughs> He's staying away from Blake Corum this time, huh? I yes, which was I took first quarter over, first quarter spread, first half spread and first half over. Uh, and, and those did pretty well now. And of course I'll do, you know, like when you're at a blackjack table, you know, when you get on a streak, you're supposed to up your bet every like two to three wins or whatever that is. So my luck is now I'll double up on all the same bets and I'll get screwed. But nonetheless, we'll have a good time watching, watching UConn. So Yes. Um, Go Huskies. We were were actually driving back for some friends that actually live over by MIS. And we were were coming home, and I I, I go to Lindsay. I go, I'm going to turn the game on. Turn it on. I go to turn it on, and they go, weather delay. And I'm like, oh, sweet. That'll work. And all they said, lightning strike. Until you drove into the rain. Well, yeah, we drove into the rain. And all I could think about is, is you and Newdorf talking about uh, lightning holds. And then I hear uh, kickoff scheduled for nine o'clock. We pulled in the driveway nine Oh five. So it was perfect. So I I was surprised. I didn't, I actually didn't see any lightning on my system. So it really caught me off guard. Yeah. Well, Hey, I mean, it, uh, it, it was, I love watching from the couch Saturday night football in Ann Arbor. Uh, I, uh, Lindsay was, was taught as we were driving past basically Ann Arbor, she was like, you know, you haven't been to a Michigan game in a long time. And I go, I know. And I, well, at Ann Arbor, I mean, I, I, I've been there. Right. I went to the Big Ten Championship game, which was awesome. But anyways, um, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I just, I have no desire at almost 40 years. And this just shows my age. I have no desire at almost 40 years old to go and deal with 115,000 people and coming home. Like, it's just not worth the uh the, the 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 aggravation of sacrificing an entire saturday like i just yeah, and here i'm thinking about <laughs> i'd love i miss being there i miss going up i miss being in the stadium yes well and if, if i could if i could airlift myself in and out 
Uh, you know, I'd, I'd be all up. I would, I would be there. I would do it. Um, and honestly, and some people say I've got a, a weird obsession with this. Uh, I used to love watching uh, Patriots football when it was snowing. And I love watching a Michigan game when it, like I have never been to a snow game, but I would love to go to one. I'll probably curse myself out the entire time sitting there in all 12. I don't even think you get 12. I think it's eight inches of seating capacity as your spray painted number at Ann Arbor. Uh, so, you know, add layers of clothing, add the fact that the, you know, most people need more than an eight inch seat spot. Uh, yes. I, I would love to go to a snow Mageddon game, if you will, in Ann Arbor. I would rather go to a game where it's 28 and snowing than 36 and raining. Yes. All day, every day. Yes. All day, every day. A hundred percent there. Uh, all right. Well, did, did we hijack the show enough there? We got a lot to cover still. Uh, we, you, we? Yeah, let's, let's hijack it back to NASCAR. Yes, let's do that. Okay. So um, is it the worst kept secret that uh, Kyle Busch is now driving for RCR? Um, for this part of the season, yes. Yes, I would agree. I, I'll tell you, you know, I had a couple people reach out to me. Uh, you know, either through text message, through DM, uh, you know, last week asked me if I thought, you know, or not so much, you know, people know that I don't have as much insider knowledge as, as some of these other people do, obviously, but just ask me my thoughts on, did I think this was a possibility? And my initial response, and I, I'm still surprised to be honest, I did not think Kyle Bush and RCR was a good fit. Not because of their, the, you know, the, the rival, if you will, or, or anything like that. I just like Kyle Bush has made a shit ton of money, right? So it, it's, while it is always about the money, I don't think it was as about the money kind of thing. And we don't know how much or, or what that piece of it looks like, but Kyle Bush wants to go win, win championships, break records and, and have people talking about him, which if you're as competitive, I mean, I'm not saying that as a knock by any means. So I just don't see RCR being able to turn around next season and being able to go compete for the wins like Kyle Busch is used to going out and competing for. So from that regard, I am surprised that he is with RCR. Uh but here's the thing, and I'm okay. But you have both right now. You have both RCR drivers in the playoffs. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Tyler Reddick. Known. Yes, Tyler Reddick has, if not for Tyler Reddick, and and I've been saying this for years that Tyler Reddick was was somebody that RCR could rebuild around. Uh, you know, you, you add some some right pieces. Tyler Reddick's on his way out. Now I'm not knocking. The fact that Austin Dillon, I mean, yes, he's in. He did. You know, he's a he's a good super speedway racer yes. who did what he needed to do right that day. Yes, and and you know, I, I mean, they're you know, he he's looking like he could very well make it into the next round, and if he goes to Talladega, I mean, it 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 is, it it is not outside of the realm of possibility. I I get that, but my so they're put they're putting out better equipment than. RK, RFK. Yes. Yes. There's no doubt about um, that. 
Yeah, you could say they're on probably on par with Trackhouse. Yes. So if you I'm, if you if you take Trackhouse as not being a kind of one off that flash in the pan. Right. Well, and so that's the thing from a competitive team perspective, right? So uh, if it's not Joe Gibbs Racing, um, there obviously wasn't a spot at HMS. So right. your your viable competition here really is uh, RCR. SHR, which I would love to know if there was a, a serious conversation or not had there, because I mean, that's where, you know, he would have been surrounded by veterans. He would have been surround, you know, uh, championship, you know, I mean, there were things there that that might've been the shot in the arm that that could have given SHR as a whole to start getting back to SHR dominance, if you will. But for I me, wonder if uh, God finished. Now I, was, I, got, I got an I wonder for you. I was going to say, I mean, to me, the thing that the team that the up and coming team that, you know, in my opinion, you take Kyle Bush out of the equation uh, in terms of, you know, apples to apples right now, who do I think would have more wins over the next five years is college racing. You know, you've got AJ Allmendinger. They're developing their their road courses. Uh, they're they're they've obviously demonstrated the ability to build correctly in the Xfinity series. It looks like, obviously, from a in a very uneducated eye, that they're doing things the right way with their with their Cup team. Like to me, that would have been the hey, I went and helped even take this team to the next step. You know, and again, hey, I could be dead wrong. But that's not that's not where he is in his career. He wants so you're really to me, I wouldn't have even thought about calling for him. I think the SHR issue, maybe they considered him before Almarola came back. Yes. Yes. So maybe if Almarola stayed retired, you might have seen him in the ten or some other number. Sure. Um, but I think that may have thrown a wrench in the plans. Um I think Trackhouse would have been a much better fit for him if they wanted to go to a third car. Yeah. Uh, but I don't sure how culturally uh, the thing, the thought of Justin Marks, Ty Norris, and Kyle Busch, along with then you throw Chastain into the equation. Right. I mean, I don't see that being a good cultural fit. So, and you know, for me, I okay. Reddick's where's Reddick going to be next year? Not in the eight. No. No, no, well, you've that's... already taken this. You've already taken his crew chief away from me. Yeah. And if what I read was correct, uh, Richard got his little bit of tweak back at uh, Tyler by telling him an hour before the press oh, conference yeah. with Kyle that he wasn't going to be driving the eight next year. Not that. So I might. I wonder if they're going to shuffle him off to a satellite team. Keep them sidelines. We'll honor your contract, but you're not going to race. Well, I, I, it sounded like the potential is there if 2311 wants to buy out and get him next year. That that oh, uh, that'd be a possibility. So that'd be interesting. Yes, yeah. you know, which I mean, hey, either, either, I mean, it, that's a, that's just a, that would just be a struggle of a season next year, right? Like, obviously, from the PR side of things, you're going to go, hey, we're, we're out here to win, right? I get that. Uh, but just from the but team side of things like that. He's that not going to be in the competition, right? Yeah. That He's not going to be in the competition meetings. Right. That's actually a good option if they can sell him. And then you presume Kurt doesn't come back. Which would be a shame. I hope he can come. I hope he can get a redemption tour, if you yep. will. 
Uh, you know, he's obviously earned it within this sport. Right. Uh, you know, so I, I hope he can come back and do something if he wants to, and, obviously. And then Ty go drive, go Ty goes drives 19 or, or the 18 or whatever number you want to yes, put him in. I mean, I think that's, uh, I think that's an inevitability there. Um, you know, that, that, that's, that's where that spot's going. Um, you know, so, but again, I can also tell myself, well, you know, when you know what Kyle Bush wants to do to go back and maybe set some final records, uh, you know, from a, a senior perspective that are still within the realm of possibility, depending on, I didn't see, is there a length to this contract? Did they mention anything Oof. about that? I, I want to say it was through 25. Okay. Um, you know, it, and that's the thing, you know, how quickly can they turn around? Because, you know, uh, yeah, our, you know, Tyler, if Tyler Riddick's done incredible things with that team and have helped that organization get back to at least competing for top tens, top fives, uh, you know, is, has that been enough to where Kyle Bush is going to be able to go and be competitive week in and week out, you know, in 2023 in that car. And I guess that's just where I, I have a hard time. Like to me, you know, are, if are I have be Ky- able to invest if, the resources for that, if I have, okay, let's, let's flip it around. If I have Kyle Bush in the eight this season, do you think he does better or worse than Reddick? Uh, better, but that's strictly driver and, uh, and that's, that's all I'm asking about. Yeah, yes, that's all yes, I'm asking about. So yep. you would have, a, you would have somebody else who's in the playoffs. Yes. Yep. And where is he now at our, at um, Joe Gibbs? And he's on, he's in the, he's, he's, he's on the, the drop bubble. Zone. He's on the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at you. You just made me eat my own damn words there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, all right. Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess if, if nothing else, this is created must see TV has it. I mean, and, and must see get well, and, to the track. Like, I mean, what else could you ask for? And I cannot think of a better cutoff race than Bristol. Ah, uh, I mean, Kyle Busch, I mean, is the first driver ever to be able to go in and sweep a truck Xfinity and cup race happened at Bristol. Like, I mean, Kyle Busch has got to be on walking on cloud nine. I mean, he's got to be, he's probably as relaxed as he's ever been. And I mean, I don't know if you watch some of like the, the media clips or anything like that. I mean, he was joking. I mean, Kyle Bush was, was a different Kyle Bush in, in the media from a media perspective today. It, it has to be a, just such a load off of his mind. Yes. It really does. Yes. And that he can finally come out, say it, it's a done deal. I read that some sponsors are going to follow him over. So I read is- that. I'm curious from that regard, like from a primary sponsor, you know, like that, that is, that, that's, what's going to be interesting there. I think. Yeah, I don't, it depends again, what's going to happen with Reddick. Yep. If these were all team secured sponsorships, they'll stay and they'll, but they'll also have input as to say, I dear, I'll go with guaranteed rate. Yeah. Guaranteed rate will have a say. I want Kyle Bush doing our advertisements, doing this, doing another, or keep it on here. Or we have a contract. Maybe we would go with Austin. 
Wow. And it's, they can move the money the around. It's the mortgage industry, which sucks right now. Guaranteed rate want to might maybe pull their 30 mil out because of Yeah, that. well, I don't think I also I also don't think it's a 30 mil deal cuz what they're on maybe six races, eight races. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. I'll call it I'll call it 2.5 to 3. Yes. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, but it's yeah, I, and that's the other thing that makes it makes me wonder and I and having been in this industry and still not sure, do people see, and I would think, yeah, I mean, there's the numbers say yes. I watch a race, I see guaranteed rate on a car, and I happen to like Tyler Reddick, or even being a fan of the sport, I like, I am thinking about buying a house. Yep, you want to support, yep. I will, I will tell you that I listened to a local Detroit podcast that used to be on the radio for 30 years, and I called one of their sponsors today, uh, because my auto insurance renews uh, in October. And I'm like, well, hey, what better time to go and see if I can't get a new quote, you know? So, yeah. you know, there there is casual loyalty from a fan perspective, probably not. But, you know, if, if you are a diehard to anything, uh, you know, that you want to see something succeed, I can totally see, you know, that type, you know, that type of advertise or that type of sponsor works that is a cons- that is a direct consumer product right um, right you know some of these other non-direct consumer products uh i i can definitely see where the the challenge is there but direct consumer product uh i i can definitely see that no no doubt about it yeah so that's where we're going to be and you know m&m mars just got tired right now i'll call it a 25 million dollar check i don't know the numbers but i know that was the range right well i i mean I think lows towards the end of their deal were right in close to 40, if not more, you know? Like, yeah. So, I, I mean, <laughs> that's a rough one to write. Like, you know, um, that is, that, that's a tough pill to swallow. And, and that's where I, I think at some point in time, uh, you know, NASCAR as a whole is going to have to reevaluate because at some point, once, you know, the, the, uh, you know, Hendricks, Joe Gibbs of the world's, you know, either they, they, they retire or, or whatever, like that model is just so outdated, um, you know, and from, it won't his, happen. It, nope. You don't think so? Won't ha- I don't think so. It won't happen because there, you, you see the blowback and you see the cap spending right now in formula one, they're figuring out ways around it, or the back markers just don't spend it and get worse. It's no different than a salary cap in Major League Baseball, where you've got the Nat, you've got like the Nats' total salary doesn't equal the starting starting rotation for the Yankees. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's where Tiger fans are at. But I mean, I just look at it as as a there's not a I, I mean, and, and I could be wrong, but from a a general perspective, from a major league stick and ball sport in the United States any owner is profitable regardless of your record. And the mere fact that an owner can't walk away profitable from a NASCAR season uh, in general, you know, like whoever is finishing 27th, 28th is probably taking a hit. Um, You know, that's where you would think at some point when you look at 2022 to where you've got 18 winners, uh, you know, spread across how many different owners, um, you know, that, that, that should be, a, a positive trend in, in a transition in that regard. And I just, I, I would think at some point something would have to shift a little bit from that regard. Motorsports, motorsports stands it's alone. I yes. Know. I know. It's different. Know. That's, it is not like a stick and ball sport. <laughs> I know. Okay. I want to put a period there. 
But yeah, I mean, the TV, you know, they don't, who gets the TV contract money? Well, I've got to split it between the revenue, the venues and the teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it really becomes sponsorship money and, you well, know. All right. So speed. I wonder from that regard, could NASCAR start maybe penalizing tracks that aren't able to either generate the, the TV viewership or the gate uh, in, in that regard to help distribute it more towards the teams? Well, there's one ultimate punishment, Kentucky Speedway. Right. We don't race there anymore. Texas. That's the ultimate punishment. Tex yeah. Texas had a race taken away, Chicagoland, and now the, the slap in the face is really, oh, we're going to race downtown. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, crazy. Well, all right, let's um, let's 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 shift for a minute over to the Xfinity series where um, it was announced today. Jeremy Clements won his appeal. Uh, which, which I will say and plug your ears, uh, you know, that, that's, that's great for that team, uh, that, you know, single cartoon been around in the sport for a, a long time. I know. So, it's just getting on air. Yes, it is. It okay. Is. Just checking. So, and, and this is where it impacts, uh, Dr. Aaron Studwell here in that your driver landing castle, uh, part of XO consulting and, and all of that, um, you know, is sitting there on the bubble as it is. Uh, and, and that win now upheld for Jeremy Clements, uh, guarantees him that spot in. So now Landon is, is literally the, the last spots, uh, in yep. as we speak, Heading into Bristol, last race of the regular season. I talked about it earlier, you know, the fact from a fan perspective, uh, we finally have a bubble that we didn't, uh, prior to Jeremy Clements, we didn't have a bubble. Uh, now we have a bubble uh, going into into Bristol. You know, he's got, uh, you know, just shy of a 20-point cushion, uh, yep. you know. By by all accounts, uh, I would I I and I don't want to jinx him by any stretch, but I I would like to think that Landon uh, should be able to go out there and take care of business. I I, I think so too. Again, not jinxing him. Nineteen points uh, above Ryan Seeks, so they really do truly need to flip. It has to be a thirty point switch around. Yes. Um, he just has to. I'm mean, he has to finish in the top twenty, which he does have a good track record of doing. Would I like to see him win the race? Yes, I'd love to see him win the race. But uh, what an incredible season he, for him! I mean, he he came close a couple times. Uh, a P two finish, his best career ever. Um, you know, I'll be honest. At the start of the season, knowing the equipment, you know, we talked about this off air with uh, him and Daniel Hemrick. They're both in race winning equipment, and both have just struggled outside of AJ Allmendinger. Um, but hey, you know, I mean, Daniel Hemrick didn't win a race at all last year until Phoenix and, and got it done. Uh, you know, there's nothing to say that Landon Castle still can't go uh, visit Victory Lane at some point this year. No, and we've actually um, seen in the Cup Series two, I'll, I'll call them they're not playoff drivers. I won't call them unheralded, but they were surprise winners. Absolutely. And so there's nothing there. Um, there's nothing saying you can't you won't have surprise winners here as well. Um, yeah, I think it's just why it's going to make it for musty TV. Like, like, um, you said earlier with the cup race and yeah. the extended race is going to be the same. And I, I need to step up my fantasy racing game though. Oh, dude, it is close in lap traffic fantasy. Like nobody, I mean, the top four or five are safe, but that is, 
That is about it. I mean, there is, let's see here. Let me scroll past a few pages in the notes here. Uh, Henry Fletcher, fourth, 233. And uh, David James in 10th, 223. 10 points there. Uh, I'm three points back there. Uh, I mean, it is not out. I mean, this weekend was interesting. Uh, Everybody, for the most part, took uh, Ty Gibbs in the cup series. And I'm curious, uh, only a handful of submitted picks already. So I am very curious uh, to see what happens from a pick perspective. Does everybody start reaching now that we're into the last race, like of the first round? Uh, I, I mean, I'm nervous. I'm in 11th, uh, six points to the good. I've never made it past the first round. Uh, you know, like I want nothing more than to, to make it at least one more round. But I mean, I'm, I'm nervous on my picks. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. See what happens. Um, all right. Uh, last thing, man, uh, some, some exciting news from you at XL consulting, some new hires, uh, business is growing, which is awesome. I'm so happy for you. New clients, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, what do you want to talk about there, man? Oh, I think the biggest thing for us is we've just signed, I shouldn't say just, within the last couple of weeks, we signed our first female driver, awesome. uh, Heather Heather Hadley. Okay. Uh, she's she is going to be, she is driving late models right now and she's moving, she's made a decision in her career. She wants to focus on her sports car career and will be racing in the Mazda MX-5 series next year, uh, along with two other of my clients, Sam Paley. And Matthew Dirks, as long as my I also um, do sponsorship development for, I should say we also do sponsorship development for McCombie McAleer Racing. That would be the former and wishes to be, once again, NASCAR driver, Chad McCombie. Awesome. Well, let's get her. You want to get her on? Let's get her on the show. Yeah, I actually, I actually mentioned it to her. Let's get her on. Yes. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Especially, you know, I mean, late mile, I mean, that, that hits home with a lot of uh, the listeners here and all of that. And, and Sam's been on a couple times. So yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's make that happen, sir. Sounds really good. And cool. then we've, uh, on the other side, and this is where people are either going to roll the rise or not off. We've received our uh, agent certification or agent's approval by the U.S. Software Federation. Uh, we are now a soccer slash football agents awesome. agency. That's very um, cool. Thank you. And we represent six players and two coaches. Awesome. And That's we sweet. only have of all, of all those, we only have only one's an American, one's an American citizen. <laughs> uh, we have, but we have a Jamaican who lives in Minneapolis. Was just playing in Minneapolis and. That's sweet. The kid, um, Chile, he's actually be featured in tomorrow's social media on EC Sports Management. He is from Zambia, moved here when he was 15, uh, and wants. To, and he lives outside of Atlanta now and wants to play. He loves playing soccer. He's played semi-professional, and he's hired us to get him within a professional contract for the upcoming either – this season 2022 23 in europe or in the states in 2023 that's awesome that is very cool uh that that's awesome man i couldn't be happier for you getting that thing going and developing uh as 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 it has in such a short period of time is is very cool uh and and it's been fun to be a part and and watch you grow 
uh, w- with that, you know, from from doing weather uh, for, for, you know, from the NASCAR side of things uh, to getting your Ph.D. And, you know, saying hell with it, I'm going to do my own thing. Uh, that that is it's it's a hell of a sacrifice. And it is very cool to, to see that growth, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you, and it's just amazing. You bring up race weather, and we'll get to the forecast in a minute. Oh, this fuck. is our twentieth. Forgot about that. I was literally getting ready. <laughs> I was to wondering rap. when you I said was, one more thing. I, I was like, wondering. literally getting ready to wrap. <laughs> um, oh, this is our twentieth season of. This is our twentieth season of doing race weather. I, it's I, in our twentieth, or actually technically nineteenth anniversary is coming up on Friday. That's awesome, man! Congratulations. That is that is very cool. That is, that's a I never would have thought. I never would have thought, and we're continuing to update the page. We made one little tweak on the Formula One forecast we do, and we went from not on Google's first page for when you site type in Formula One weather to number three. That's awesome. Okay, all right. I need your people to do that for me when they Google NASCAR podcast because numbers have been down a little bit. So uh, I need your people to help me. I will. I actually have to talk to them about rate or EC sports management, moving us up. So I'll bring you into the equation as well. That'd be amazing. Uh, So I guess two more things, because we still have weather to do. Uh, And the other thing I was going to say is uh, knowing the fact that uh, Newdorf is on next week, odds are I'll take a break a week off the following. Um, where, uh, with that in mind, from a Michigan schedule perspective, where will we be at the next time we get together here? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so we're saying another three-week gap? Yes, three weeks. Iowa, I think. Is that Iowa? Because I know oh, what, I, what day is that? I was like, let me hey, – I I want to shoot. I, I, should, I don't know spot. this stuff. I'm yeah, you on the spot. I, at least you don't ask me for the forecast for the. Right. Yes, I'll tell you, the Maryland game's going. The Maryland game's going to be good. It's going to yes. be um, a great weather up there. Are you going to that one? No, I'm not. Um, not scheduled to go to any games this season. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's see. So next week, to, so no, yeah, three weeks. It is Iowa. Yeah. Iowa. So we'll we'll be talking going into Iowa. Yes. Correct. Yeah, October 1st. coming out of coming out of the turtles. Perfect. Excellent. All right. Well, I look I look very very much forward to that one. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're going to Bristol. Uh, what's the weather looking like? <laughs> I've heard. Yeah. All all night races, so I'll just go with clear skies. Um, Beautiful. You could not dial up any better weather. It's going to allow me to enjoy the races. So uh, clear skies, daytime highs low to mid eighties, light winds, race race start. Um, low to mid nineties or sorry, seventies. Boy. I've got a, uh, I've got nothing Thursday night, so I will be able to tune in full for the truck race Friday night. We've got a wedding, uh, and nothing Saturday night because I've got a golf outing on Sunday. So I will be dialed in for almost all of race weekend this weekend. So I'm excited about that. See, I have a whiskey tasting. Nice uh six to eight or five to eight so i should be it is like half mile from here Perfect. if i could walk except it's across five, five sets of railroad tracks <laughs> if I could walk. <laughs> Details. well there's a rail strike coming up right. i'll take my chances yes 
Awesome. I love it. Well, man, this was fun. This was great. We covered a lot of ground. Uh, appreciate you as always. Lap Traffic Nation. Make sure you follow Aaron on Twitter at RaceWeather, along with Brian Newdorf at NASCAR underscore WXMAN. Sir, great to talk to you. We will catch you in a couple weeks, sir. Thank you, sir. Another amazing segment. Appreciate Thanks you. for having me on. Of and course. thank you real quick. Yes. Thank you for your support for the company. And thank you for your friendship through all these years. Always, brother. Always. All right. We'll catch you soon. You will. See Cheers. All right. Great to catch up with Aaron Studwell. Get a little weather, a little NASCAR. And of course, of course, some Michigan football. So uh, there you have it. Uh, let's get to this week's lucky dog lap down picks. Uh, my lucky dog race weekend, Bubba Wallace, lap down Kevin Harvick. Uh, two no brainers, in my opinion, there. All right. Let's get to your tweeted responses. Scott at 1985 Wagner's lucky dog, Bubba Wallace. Finally got his win. A lap down, Kevin Harvick from two in a row winner to two in a row bottom placeholder. I love it. I'm with you there 100%. Uh, Brian at Storm and B, lucky dog Bubba. So happy for him. A lap down, so many playoff drivers with issues. Yes, there were issues on the track, on pit road, no doubt about it. Uh, Brandon at Brandon K. Carl, no surprise here. Lucky dog goes to Bubba Wallace. He finally gets the real win that all the haters are trying to keep against him. Uh, I, I totally get where you're coming from with that. My lap down goes to Kevin Harvick. Man, I legitimately feel bad for him, and I never thought I'd say that, LMAO. I love it, Brandon. That's great. Uh, Colin. At Colin underscore with underscore cars. Lucky dog Bubba Wallace playing spoiler to the playoffs and being the 18th winner. A lap down to engine number four. His bad luck continue today. Must win at Bristol. Yes. I'm telling you, what does that say that we got, you know, two spoiler winners here, basically, uh, to kick off the playoffs? That's just so strong. I was talking about that earlier. Uh, I, I just think that's that's remarkable. Uh, Jay Isaac Sr. at Isaac uh, SJ63. Lucky dog. A race not delayed by rain. Lap down Goodyear tires for not figuring out a tire compound that keeps tires from blowing. Uh, Matt at Camper News Net. Lucky dog. Bubba Wallace and becoming the 18th different winner this season. Lap down Kevin Harvick having a really good end of the regular season to having to win his way into the round of 12 at Bristol next week. And uh, last but not least, uh, WF Professor at Ryan underscore Hammond 3. Lucky Dog, the 45-car sweeping Kansas 2022 with two different drivers. Uh, Bubba Wallace winning in both the 23XI cars. Uh, lap down two weeks in a row with a bunch of playoff drivers having issues. Silver lining is that no one is going out into Bristol. I love it. All right. A little condensed lucky dogs this week. Uh, nothing wrong with that. I'm sure next week with Bristol uh, will definitely uh, bring out some interesting picks without a shadow of a doubt. All right. Let's wrap this thing up with a little lap traffic fantasy. Just a reminder to the lap traffic fantasy players, if you're in the playoffs, Get your picks in by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. And don't forget, we got a truck race Thursday night. So get those picks in early. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. We got eight more races to go to determine it all. But after this week, <coughs> it's a cutoff race. We're dropping four. And who are we going to drop is the question. This past week, uh, just about everybody had Ty Gibbs in the Xfinity Series, and it was between John Hunter and Zane Smith. Uh, where ground was picked up was in the Cup Series a little bit. 
Uh, we had some people that struck out. Uh, that's that's for sure. I had Alex Bowman kind of went safe there, and and I did okay. So with that said, where are we at standing wise? Well, Justin Hughes is in first with 264. Michael over at the Blind Spot Podcast is in second with 251. Brett Morris in third with 242. Henry Fletcher in fourth with 233. John Etwinsel in fifth with 231. Kevin Hahn in sixth with 230. Kim Jaynes in seventh, 229. Josh Rolfe, eighth, 228. See what's happening there? You see how close this is? Uh, Kristen Hogland in ninth with 224. Kristen went from leading almost the entire season, sitting ninth right now. David James in 10th with 223. Yours truly in 11th at 220. Michael Mason in 12, 214. Robert Riggs, 13, 203. Aaron Studwell in 14th with 197. Steven at DFS NASCAR Guy in 15th with 196. And my uncle wraps it out. He's the Kevin Harvick of the group with 189 in 16th place. Uh, so there you have the standings. Uh, there could still be a lot of movement with Bristol. Uh, so pick wisely, if you will. Unfortunately, uh, no guests this week wasn't able to line anything up. Our high for the week, John Entwinsel, uh he um, is all the way in Australia. Uh, so there's that. I just love the fact someone from Australia is playing. So uh, with that said, I am going to get right into to my picks for this week as we head to Bristol, the last great coliseum. For the last race of round one of the playoffs, last race of round one of the live traffic fantasy, with some drivers in must-win situations, Kyle Busch needs to win. He's won at Bristol many a times. Kevin Harvick needs to win. He's won at Bristol many a times. Chevy's got wins. Toyota has wins. Ford has wins. You know, we ran on the dirt there in the spring. So really, there's no notebook as we head to Bristol for Saturday night playoff racing. Uh, it's 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 gonna be action-packed. It's gonna be drama-filled. It's gonna be exciting. Someone's going, well, four guys are going home. Saturday night, I cannot wait. I'm pumped, I'm jacked. Here are my picks. Truck Series, Zane Smith, Xfinity Series. No surprise, Justin Allgaier with what I was talking about earlier with Justin in the Xfinity Series. And then I've already taken Kevin Harvick, so I can't take him. So I am gonna roll with the AT of Kyle Busch. Let's do it, all right. There you go, there are my picks. Can't wait to see who you guys take. Can't wait to see who moves on to the next round. Oh, great times. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, that is gonna do it for episode 291 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Ben Rhodes, Howie DiSavino, Aaron Studwell for calling in. I'll put something together for next week. I'll be back next week. Don't you worry. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Make sure you tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya.